Welcome to Fountain Springs Online. At Fountain Springs, we believe in showing unconditional love, irrational generosity, and being unwavering in our mission to show people who Jesus is. We are one church in multiple locations that exists to help grow and guide your relationship with Jesus. We are so glad you've joined us today, and we hope that we can encourage, challenge, and support you in your walk with Jesus. Feel free to join us this coming weekend at any of our locations and services, or call or email us so we can help you in any way. We are so glad that you've joined us today at Fountain Springs Online. Now let's turn our attention to this week's message. Well, don't panic. But uh, if you haven't realized it yet, we are actually in the midst of the holiday season. Uh, most of us, or some of us at least, have been scheduling for a while. We've been prepping and cooking and, and doing all of this plans of presents and all that stuff. Others like myself are still coming out of this food coma, uh, under, trying to understand why we just ate you know, our body weight. Uh, not sure why everyone's freaking out and panicking, uh, but the truth is, it's the holidays. And the panic is starting to set in with everybody because now the chaos that is family and traveling and gifts and food begins. Uh, I know my family is is here right now and and my wife and I are hosting both sides of our families and as as we've been just preparing for that I was I was trying to remember what it used to be like when I was younger because there wasn't really this panic or this stress or anything like that. I didn't have to worry about stuff. I just remember it was this incredible time. One, I didn't have to fake sick to get out of school. They just let me stay home. That to me was good enough on its own, but then I got all these gifts. I just made a list of stuff that I wanted and I got it. I got to eat whatever I wanted. It was, it was incredible. Uh, but there's one memory that really struck out, and I'm wondering if you guys had the same, and it was this right here. Uh, if you don't know what these are, it's Snow Village. Uh, maybe you had a different brand, but there are these ceramic buildings that you would use to decorate your house to create this Christmas town. My mom had two giant tables that filled our living room uh, with these right here, and if you can't tell, apparently they're fragile, and they're not toys, which I didn't really get growing up, because if you look at it, it actually makes the perfect setting for homemade Ninja Turtle movies, and I just, I always had this great plot where Raphael and Michelangelo got into this danger, and then they were saved, and it always ended with me getting to replace the broken pieces, Uh, but that was the holidays. It was just it was incredibly joyful, and, and there was never panic. And, and so during this last few weeks, I've just been remembering that, trying to curb the panic that is starting to set in now um, as I'm an adult having to do all this planning and scheduling and figure things out that I didn't have to back then. And it made me wonder if, if there are people ever in the Bible that in, when times got tough and panic started setting, if they could just remember what it was like when Jesus was there or when they saw all of these miracles happening and if it just kind of helped curb the panic. Uh, well, I think there's one person in particular that if we look to in the Bible, he had, he had all of these incredible things, this highlight reel in his head to help him uh, not stress out. Uh, this man was named Elijah, and he was a prophet in the Old Testament, which meant he went from town to town just spreading the word of God, and so he just saw miracle after miracle. And there's one in particular I wanted to talk about. Uh, See, he was in the middle of this battle in his country. There was a, a false idol by the name of Baal who was starting to sway a lot of people away from the Lord, and it was gaining a lot of popularity, and Elijah needed to do something about it. And so he challenged all of these priests 
of Baal. Uh, there was about 450 of them, and he went and told them, he said, okay, here's what we're going to do, because we're going to decide who the real God is. So you all sacrifice this bull and put it up on the altar, and then you pray to your idol to make it you know, set ablaze to cause it to start on fire, and then I will do the same, and we'll figure out once and for all who the real God is. And so that's what they did. They had 450 of these priests of Baal gathered together. They, they sacrificed this bull. They put it up on the altar, and then they prayed to their false god Baal to set fire. Uh, well, after the praying didn't work, they went to chanting, uh, chanting to singing, singing to dancing, dancing to doing all of this shouting and, and trying everything they can to get Baal to do something. And finally, after a day and a full night, nothing happened. They realized, okay, maybe this isn't going to work. Well, then Elijah had his turn. He walked up to the altar and he prayed to the Lord and he said, God, I pray that you rain fire from the sky. And that's exactly what the Lord did. Uh, in fact, here, listen to this. Immediately, the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull, the wood, the stones, and the dust. It even licked up all the water in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell face down on the ground and cried out, The Lord, he is God. Yes, the Lord is God. What an incredible moment in Elijah's life. I mean, you could forever look back on this and no matter what's going on, just realize, but God has me. Whatever the situation or circumstance, whatever I'm facing, I know that God is going to be there to do something incredible. If there's ever someone who didn't have to panic, it should be Elijah. That's not exactly the case, however. Uh, just a few verses later, he's actually saying this to God. I've had enough, Lord. He said, take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. Can you imagine talking to God and, and saying, God, I've had enough. <laughs> Just put me out of my misery. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Moments after he saw this incredible miracle happen, he's telling God he's done. He's fed up. How? How do you go from, from such a high to such a low so quickly? Well, the reason I bring it up is I think a lot of us, as we're heading into the holidays, are riding this same roller coaster that Elijah is. We have seen some incredible things throughout the holidays. We've had great moments with family and friends and, and just incredible times that we can look back on and realize, man, this is, this is just a great time and I can enjoy it, but yet, however, most of us are panicking, wondering how we're going to survive. I read an article the other day that said seven out of ten people are the most stressed during the holidays. And I've had a lot of conversations already in the last few weeks where people are telling me, I am not looking forward to the holidays. So even though we have seen some great things happen, we're panicking. We're wondering, okay, how am I going to get through Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all of this? How am I going to survive? Well, I think if we actually look at Elijah's story, we can learn uh, not just how to survive, but to thrive. Because I, I think if, if we were to ask, every single person here wouldn't just want to make it by for their holidays. They want to enjoy it. You, you want to thrive during the holidays. So how do we do that? How do we make it without panicking and, and wanting just this all to be over? Well, I think Elijah gives us some of the answers. Uh, now, uh, this was not the first miracle he had been a part of. There, there was quite a few. In fact, there was a miracle that God performed right after this. Here, listen to this. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak 
into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. Now, if you guys aren't picturing this as I'm reading it, I, I need you to. Um, so here's a man, Ahab, who is racing back to his town and he's on a chariot, and so he's sprinting these horses, and normally there's multiple horses pulling a chariot, and as he is going as fast as he can, he looks over, and there's a man running past him, and he knows it's not a car because cars aren't invented yet. Now, I don't, I don't know if you guys are, are big, you know, horse racing fans like the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness and stuff, uh, but I enjoy watching them, and I have never seen a jockey dissatisfied with the speed of his horse and decide to get off so he can run quicker. It doesn't really happen. So this is an absolute miracle that Elijah is a part of, but it's not even the only one. Days before this, he was hungry walking through the desert, so God sent ravens to feed him. He didn't eat ravens. He was served by the birds. Again, something I've never had happen. It's a miracle. I mean, again, like you've got to imagine that he, better than anyone else, knows that God has him. In fact, I'm, I'm assuming at this point, Elijah's become pretty accustomed to, to good things happening, miracles happening. He's probably expecting, you know, things to kind of work out always. Well, it was right after this that things kind of took a turn and everything came unraveled. See, Ahab was racing to go tell the queen, who was not a fan of Elijah, what had happened. So Elijah gets there, and, and he's expecting something. You know, there was this incredible miracle that just happened. Fire just rained down from the sky. This has got to be a cool thing. The people are going to take notice. Well, that's, that's not the response he got. In fact, this is what the queen said. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the gods strike me and even kill me. If by this time tomorrow, I have not killed you. Pretty harsh. Uh, not what he was expecting. He was probably expecting to go to this town and, and have everyone realize that God is the one true God, uh, not have his life threatened. Uh, but it wasn't just scaring him. This sent him in a tailspin to where moments later he's asking God just to take his life. He is done with this. He doesn't want to be here anymore. See, the problem wasn't that he was just expecting good things to happen. He believed he, he deserved it. We tend to believe we, we deserve things during the holiday season. Uh, let me give you an example in, in my own life. Uh, so every 4th of July, my, my family comes out. And we love to give them just the, the best experience possible. And every year we, we rent a pontoon and a jet ski and we go out to the lake and we spend all day on the lake and then we take them to this nice steak dinner. And, and we love that. We love getting to do that. And, and this year was no different. And so we go out in the lake and we have this incredible time. We're out there for like five hours with a pontoon and a jet ski and everyone's having fun. And as we're getting ready to get off, South Dakota shows up and uh, rolls the storm through, which kind of sends everyone scrambling. Uh, then the kids start getting crabby and hungry and tired, and so we just decide to kind of split ways. And so half goes one way, half goes the other, and, and that was kind of the end of it. Uh, however, I was not pleased. Because I wasn't just expecting things to go my way. I believed I deserved things to go my way. A lot of us struggle with this during the holidays, and the problem is actually this right here. Our unrealistic expectations can create an I deserve mentality. See, most of us 
have had some incredible moments during our holidays. And so now we expect them to happen again. In fact, we believe that we deserve them. To, that we have these demands, these non-negotiables. Things have to go a certain way during the holidays. For me, during Thanksgiving, I have to have a, a sweet potato dessert dish and I have to watch the Minnesota Vikings win and I'm very happy I get what I want. Uh, but some of us, it's, it's maybe a little more serious. It's, it's more demanding on people. We have to have Christmas with this parent or we have to have Thanksgiving meal with this person. We have to travel somewhere. We have to take a family photo with everybody even though nobody likes the family photo. Pretty soon, our demands become a burden on the people around us. And we don't, uh, when we don't get what we think we deserve, we make sure people know that. For Elijah, he wanted God to know he was not happy with what just happened. So when he spoke to God, he actually told him this. I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty. But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets, and I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. If you listen to what Elijah is saying, I have done this for you, Lord. I have done this, and now I'm having to deal with this. Most of us have somebody like this during our holidays, and if we don't, we just may be this person. We have to have the holidays that we deserve. Things have to go a certain way. See, we begin to focus on ourselves. The, the problem becomes this right here. When we have the I deserve mentality, it leads to self-centeredness. Uh, some of us have, have dealt with this already since Thanksgiving has passed us, but we've, we've had that person who just make us change everything in our schedule to accommodate them. Even though it's not really feasible or it's going to work or it's just going to be this burden, it has to be a certain way. Or there's some of us, like I said, who have non-negotiables. We have to do things a certain way because I need my holiday the way I deserve. We become so self-centered and we make sure people know that we deserve to have those things. Uh, and unfortunately, when we don't get those things, we really do. We, we, make, people, we make sure people know that, that we're not happy. Um, I let my family know on the 4th of July that I was not pleased. In fact, I did what I believed to be the most mature adult thing that I could in that moment. Uh, I threw a tantrum, a bit of a pity party. Uh, see, one of the biggest problems when we focus on ourselves because we have this I deserve mentality is this. The I deserve leads to self-pity. For me, I, I realized in that moment that things weren't going the way I wanted, and so everything was ruined. Now, most of my family, half of my family still went out to dinner, but I did not participate. In fact, I sat a seat away. I didn't order food even though I was hungry because I was, again, feeling sorry for myself. Regardless of what had happened before these five incredible hours on the lake, I thought it was all ruined because I didn't get the full day that I believed I deserved. We start feeling sorry for ourselves when we don't get what we want. Elijah threw a pity party. and In fact, listen to, to what he did. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. 
That sounds a lot like a child. You can say it's dramatic or it's an overreaction, but the truth is most of us have seen this during our holidays. We wonder, where's Uncle Tom at? Well, he's actually moping in the corner because he didn't get to play cards. Or maybe the pie was ruined, or maybe they didn't get the present they wanted, or maybe the schedules didn't work out, and so everything is ruined. See, I actually believe that the holidays highlight the fact that we don't always get what we think we deserve. I believe that in this moment, we feel more sorry for ourselves than ever before. Because we realize this is the moment we're supposed to be happy, we're supposed to get the things we deserve, and I don't have it, and I don't like it. That's why Black Friday is such an incredible day for the companies. Because we realize, I I need to have these things. We start looking over the fence and thinking, man, I want what they have. You know, we realize that that we don't always get what we want and we're not a fan of it. You know, I, I didn't get the time off that I wanted. I didn't get to visit the people I wanted. I don't have the people in my life that I want. And pretty soon everything is all about what, what we don't have. And we start feeling sorry for ourselves. Uh, and then if you're like me, it, you not just embarrass the people around you, but you kind of ruin the entire moment. Uh, the rest of, of my 4th of July ended with, with me pouting, uh, feeling sorry for myself, and, and the whole drive home uh, just thinking, man, this entire day is ruined. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's already people in here who, going through Thanksgiving, are walking in to the, hol- the rest of the holidays and, and thinking, this is just going to be terrible. <laughs> this has ruined everything. is falling apart. Things aren't going the way I want. This is going to be awful. I don't want to be here. Lord, just... <laughs> Just put me out of my misery. Maybe we're already in that moment where we're trying to cower in a corner because we don't like how things are going and we feel like we should get what we want. You know, for some of us, we're walking into the rest of the holidays refusing to believe that we're going to enjoy it at all. Maybe ruining any chance of us being able to enjoy this time we have with our friends or family and and the activities we get to do. And that's the one thing that we feel like we deserve more than anything, just to enjoy the holidays. But it seems like the the real problem with, with this whole thing is the I deserve mentality robs you of your joy. We walk into the holidays thinking this is not going to be any fun. I'm not going to enjoy this at all. Things are, the, uh, the plan is different this year. I just don't see why we're doing things the way we're supposed to. You know what? Last year, I thought I was going to be with somebody, and now I'm a year older and still single, and nothing is going the way I want, and this is just, just terrible. And so instead of being excited about the holidays, we're panicking, wondering, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to survive I mean, I barely got through last year. I barely got through Thanksgiving, and now I have to do two more holidays. I have to to find a way to survive more in-laws and family and drama and schedules and things not going the way I want. I don't want to do this. And this, this panic just consumes us to where we can't even see the little things that God is trying to do. You know, one thing I, I realized when I was out at the lake was that God was doing some incredible things during that time. I just couldn't see it. And I'm sure there's a lot of us who have had moments in, in our holidays where we look back and realize, man, God did something pretty cool. I just, 
I just couldn't see it because of how I was acting. See, the truth about the holidays is this. Just because our expectations aren't met does not mean God is not working. I wonder if, if Elijah, in this moment of, of panic and, and going, becoming self-centered and self-pity, if he would have just taken a moment and let God do what he does best, I wonder if Elijah would have been perfectly fine. I wonder if Elijah would have gotten to see another miracle happen if he didn't act the way he did, if he didn't have this I deserve mentality. So I, I truly believe that God doesn't just want us to survive the holidays. He wants us to thrive. But more than that, he wants us to witness his work during the holidays. The question is, are we expecting to get things we deserve or are we expecting to see God work? And if that's what we want, if we really want to survive the holidays, if, if we want to go through knowing, okay, I can enjoy what I'm doing, even if things don't go the way we want, then we need to reset our expectations a little bit. I believe uh, that if, if we really want to witness God work, we actually need to do two things this holiday season. The first one is this. We need to surrender the I deserve mentality. You know, again, I, I wonder if, if Elijah would have, have seen God do something incredible, if he hadn't instantly become self-centered and started feeling sorry for himself. I wonder what God would have done in that moment to protect his life, but since he was so consumed by this I deserve mindset, he didn't get to see what God was doing. He didn't even get to see God working in the people who saw this incredible miracle. I mean, there was lives being changed through everything God was doing, and Elijah couldn't see any of that because he was too busy feeling sorry for himself. I wonder how many of us have missed some incredible God moments in our holidays because we're too focused on what we deserve and the fact that we haven't got it yet. You know, one of the things that, that really got me this summer was I knew God was doing things out at the lake. In fact, looking back, I know that my brother-in-law got to spend all day on the lake jet skiing with his daughters. It was an incredible moment for them, and they got to, to be there with their hero, their father, on this great adventure, and God was in there, and all I could focus on was how I deserved to get a steak dinner after all of this. You know, we have the opportunity to witness God work if we surrender the I deserve mentality, and if you want to know if you've really let go of that or not, you can ask yourself this, am I jealous of somebody else's holiday? Am I looking at other people and thinking, man, I want what they have. This isn't fair that they get to do that and I don't. If you're too focused on, on the holidays being fair, you probably haven't kicked the I deserve mindset. So if we really want to see God work, if we really want to thrive, not just survive, we need to surrender it. The second one, I actually found kind of alarming. Uh, see, as I was going through the, the stories of Elijah, I noticed something in particular. And, and I'm not saying it never happened. It was just never written down, and, and, and I took notice. Uh, see, at no point is there written a time when Elijah thanked God for the miracles that were happening. He never seemed to show gratitude. Uh, and I'm not just saying this because a few days ago was Thanksgiving, so we're supposed to be thankful. Uh, but the second thing I, I believe we need to do is this. We need to practice appreciation. And I use the word appreciate because 
It's an action word. It's a, it's a verb. We need to, to actually put this into action. We can't just say, okay, you know what, I'm, uh, I'm thankful for this or thankful for this, and then when we don't get the things that we think we should have, then that consumes us. We need to actively practice appreciating what we do have. Yeah, you know what, our, our whole family might not have gotten together this year, but it's okay because I can appreciate the people I got to spend time with. I may not have the job I want. My family may be struggling a little bit. I may uh, still be looking for that certain somebody out there, but I can appreciate what God has given me. For me, I could have looked at that day and thought, okay, I didn't get the steak dinner with the whole family, but I can appreciate what I did get because that's pretty incredible. So I believe if we really want to witness God's work, we need to appreciate what he's doing because when we appreciate, we understand the, the power in the miracles that he's working, big and small. We don't have to worry so much about trying to get what we think we deserve. We can just appreciate what we have. And truthfully, when we start appreciating things, the stress just kind of goes away. Because we don't have to panic if schedules aren't lining up. We're not getting time off. If we don't get the right presents, if, if food preparations aren't going well, we don't have to worry so much about that. We don't have to panic because we can appreciate the way it goes. You know, my family came out yesterday. You know what we did? We ate Pizza Ranch. It's delicious. I appreciate them. It may not be what we expect, but God is working miracles, and we can witness that if we want. So we need to decide, as we are walking through this holiday season, what matters more to me, what I deserve, or witnessing God work. And maybe we've already slipped up a little bit during Thanksgiving. Maybe that didn't go so well, but it's okay. Two out of three won't be so bad this year. But there's one thing that really struck me, and I've been thinking about this a lot over the past few weeks, and, and that's this. Next holidays, uh, I'll have a baby girl with me, and she will take on part of our holiday traditions, and uh, scarily enough, she'll be 50% me, hopefully 100% my wife. And so that means she'll have the same mindset I do when it comes to the holidays. So if I walk into them barely surviving, focused on what I deserve and getting what I want, I'm guessing she'll do the same thing. Or I can take on this mindset of, you know what, God, I know you're going to do something incredible. I expect you to work miracles. It's not about what I deserve. I just appreciate what you have given me. That's what I would love to pass on because whether we like it or not, if we have kids, grandkids, cats, our mindset during the holidays is affecting the people in our lives and we can either help them survive or thrive. We can look forward to the holidays and know that, you know what, there's not panic, there's not stress. We can enjoy what we are doing because we know even if things don't go the way we want, even if we don't get everything we think we need, we can appreciate what God has given us because he knows he's do, we know he's doing something incredible in those moments. I hope that each and every one of us can walk out of here thinking, okay, you know what, God, it, it may not be the holidays I was expecting. 
but I'm going to love watching you do something incredible. Yeah, things may not work out the way we want, but I appreciate you bringing who you brought. I appreciate what you've given me. I appreciate the time. I appreciate where you have brought me from to where I am now. I appreciate my life that you have given me, and I look forward to the holidays. Because I think that's what we all want. We don't want to just survive. We don't want to limp away from this thinking, thank goodness we have another 365 days until we've got to do this again. No, I think we want to be able to look back and say, man, that's a highlight reel of incredible things that God has done. I think we all want to thrive. The question is, are we willing to give up our mindset and really witness God do something incredible? I hope so. I think that's what he wants. Let me pray for you. Dear Lord, I I thank you so much for the moments that that we get to just cherish in our life. Uh, I I pray for the, the people that are in here right now that are consumed by panic, Lord. (laughs) Even while I'm praying, they're making a checklist of things they have to get done or else it's not going to go the way they want. Lord, I pray that you can just give them this peace that doesn't make sense, but this peace that helps them see, okay, you know what, Lord, even if things don't go the way I want, even if I don't get what I deserve, you are doing something incredible, and I appreciate that you want me to enjoy this time. I thank you for allowing us to cherish moments like this, Lord. I pray that we look back on this holiday season, 2017, and that it is a highlight reel of incredible God moments that we can cherish and know that you are always there. We don't have to panic. You got it. And you want us to enjoy what you're doing. Thank you for that, Lord. In your name, we will always pray. Amen.